Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Stock Market Today video by Investors Business Daily for May 12th. Uh, we're going to be capping up the week uh, today. You've got Justin Nielsen here along with Ed Carson, the IBD News Editor. Uh, Allie's on vacation for a little bit, so you're going to be stuck with some of us, uh, you know, <laughs> some of the B team uh, for a little while. Uh, but uh, Ed, what, what stocks do you have for us today? Yeah, it feels like it's a B team kind of market rally uh, right. as well. Uh, definitely not the A game. Want to take a look at On Semiconductor, Kinsale Capital, and Trade Desk, three stocks that flirted with buy points this week. Yeah, and that's what we're getting a lot of flirting with buy points, but a little bit of a lack of follow through. So we'll take a look at some of those. But first, let's take a look at the markets. Um, I mean, we were down a lot worse uh, intraday, but the indexes did rally a little bit at the end. Uh, S&P 500 down just about uh, between one tenth and two tenths of a percent. NASDAQ composite down about between three tenths and four tenths of a percent. And then the Dow Jones Industrial Average was just about flat, um, you know, down just a smidge. Uh, the Russell 2000 down about uh, two tenths of a percent. So, um, what's your take? I mean, we we had this move into you know 2023 highs uh, earlier this week after the CPI report on Wednesday, uh, but there just doesn't seem to be any follow up to it. So, what's what's your take here, Ed? Yeah, the Nasdaq probably pretty much looks the best. Of, you know, if you're going to look at the market, this is this is where things look the best. It doesn't look great. It looks fine. It's at 2023 highs. Uh, the problem is that it's mostly these mega caps and maybe some software names that are rallying up to or just above their 200-day lines. Uh, you know, other other signs, other market eternals, other indexes look sort of weak. So it, it's uh, it, there's not many stocks to buy. The market generally seemed to have a disappointing action for the week. S and P and Dow were down for the week. Uh, so you know, it's just it's just a difficult market. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to really get a handle on it, but I just say it's, it's generally the tone was negative, though the NASDAQ is is the best looking part of it. Mm -hmm. So just for comparison purposes, we can take a look at the S&P 500, which still does have a lot of those tech mega caps in it, you know, that, that that's helping it out. It's just not as heavily weighted for those. Um, and you can see that this one uh, didn't quite get up to those 2023 highs. It was still kind of struggling a little bit uh, to get even to its, you know, April, April, May highs there. Um, so uh, any anything, anything to say different about the S&P 500 and in, in its look? Well, obviously, the banks are having an impact on this area, energy as well, which has been weak. It is holding the 21-day line. So again, while it's like things aren't, you know, that other things aren't as strong, it's not like they're breaking down. It's not like it's terrible out there. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. It's it's not that they're doing anything wrong, but they're not doing anything right either. <laughs> it's yeah, kind that's of, basically just, it. Yeah. So, um, and then let's go ahead and just wrap it up and we can take a look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Um, not not as strong as uh, the NASDAQ or the S&P 500, kind of got support here at the 50-day moving average line, uh, holding that so far. And then, of course, the Russell 2000, which we usually use IWM uh, to take a look at that, the iShares uh, small cap index. Uh, this is this has still been just kind of in the doldrums. Again, it, it got really hit with the with the bank failures, uh, a lot of regional banks in there. Um, but beyond the indexes, I mean, you know, we, we, we often look at these market cap weighted indexes. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is price weighted. But when you take a look at the equal weighted indexes, I mean, they're, they're showing kind of a different story. So QQEW, which is the Russell, I mean, I'm sorry, the NASDAQ 100 
equal weighted. So rather than that market cap weighted, it's equal weighted. You can see that this is just kind of flirting right there with its 50-day moving average line, not, not anywhere close to its uh, 2023 highs. Yeah, it did hold the 50-day line, so it did do that. But yeah, it's not showing that strength. I mean, again, it's not terrible. You could imagine one strong day and all of a sudden this would look like, hey, it's an early entry off the 50-day mm -hmm. line. So uh, again, that sort of indicative, it's like we're not, it's not terrible, but yeah, definitely looks weaker than the NASDAQ. But you could also say one bad day, and this is going to look like it's heading to new lows. Um, and even worse, really, is RSP, which is the uh, S&P 500 equal weighted, which, you know, this thing looks like it's just bumping its head against the 50-day moving average line and 200-day moving average line at this point in what seems to be a fairly steady downtrend of uh, lower lower highs at this point. Yeah, I sort of been trending lower for a few weeks and just, you know, it fell every day this week, often not much like today. Yeah. I think it fell one cent, you know, today and one cent another time this week. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's pinned under all its moving averages. So it's hard to see a real rally in this case. This has been in a downtrend for months. It's been in a downtrend for almost a, just recently a month again. So hard to see the rally um, once you strip out some of the mega caps. Yeah, or, or, or and I mean, downplay them, right? And and so this is kind of a reflection of how narrow this this rally has been. Um, and again, we've we've been looking at the indexes, and the tight action is great, but really, it's been just a few stocks that have been doing the heavy lifting here. So what does that mean for someone's portfolio? Um, you know, I guess if you're in the right stocks, you might be doing fine. But if you're not, you could be looking at a very different uh, uh, look to your equity curve than what we're seeing in the indexes. Yeah, and I think that's that's like the, how large your how exposed you are depends on if you got into some of those stocks and held on to them that are working. But some stocks have gone up and then reverse lower after a while. Some some and the ones we're looking to look at here, they'll they'll tease a buy area maybe for a few hours or maybe a day and then come back down. That's very normal. So it's 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 difficult. You know, like look, if we had a strong rally, there'd be dozens of stocks. There are a lot of stocks that are close to 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 uh, hitting buy zones. So if we had a few good days, you could see a lot of things happening. But when you have sideways, choppy action, rise intraday, fall into, you know, fall from the opening highs, uh, a lot of fake outs rather than breakouts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and bring in a little bit of the macro picture here. I mean, we, we just had another Fed meeting. Um, there's still kind of a uh, divergence between what the Fed is saying that they're going to do for the rest of the year and what the market thinks is going to happen for the rest of the year. But if we look at the 10-year Treasury yield, um, this is this is stuck below both its 50-day moving average line and its uh, its its 200-day moving average line. Uh, wh what does that mean that you know the the 10-year yield here is has come down so much? Well, the 10-year yield has come down partly because inflation is cooling, but it's also a reflection of concerns about inflation. Uh, the yield curve is very inverted. Recession. Recession. Yeah. recession. The three <laughs> you're you're yield, so in yeah. inflation mode. That's so yeah, two months ago. Yeah, still in recession <laughs> mode. But the market is shifting over to recession concerns. So in some ways, this is a negative. You'd almost want to see this rebounding you know, more consistently. Uh, at least in a little bit, like the three year, three month is at 5.2%. So that's almost two, like it's like 175 basis points or so above the 10 year. That's really inverted. Now, some of that may be debt ceiling concerns, uh, but it just shows you that's not a positive sign uh, for the economy, uh, even though you might say on any given day, oh, lower treasury yields good for stocks. But 
there's there's definitely a recession concern now that we didn't have a few weeks ago. Yeah, that correlation uh, has kind of gotten gotten a little away from its norm uh, here. But uh, certainly that inverted yield curve, I mean, I feel like we've had an inverted yield curve for you know almost a couple of years now. It's been it's been a long time, but that's a signal that usually happens very early, uh, and and the recession doesn't usually come until eighteen months later or so on. And we're finally starting to see a labor weakness in the labor market, which is usually one of the last places you see it. We're seeing some weakness elsewhere. It hasn't happened yet. This has been an unusual economy, and maybe this time will be different. But definitely, we are slowing. Definitely, something to be paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And then also on that macro side, you know, the University of Michigan uh, consumer sentiment, I mean, that came out today. Um, how big of a deal is that? You know, I mean, it did it did seem to have an effect on the market when it came out. But uh, is, is that too much of a big deal or uh, is it really kind of this 10 year yield and the, the recession fears that we have to keep our eyes on? Well, that's part of it. One reason why the economy has been done, doing so well is because consumer spending has been so strong to be, to, you know, that. That's the, and so we also saw this with the IBD tip economic optimism index, really big drop this week uh, for for uh, for May. So that's not not a good sign for that. Again, it's just one more piece of the puzzle. But at this time, it's sort of like the market's getting sensitive to that. They used to be sensitive at any kind of inflation signal. Now they're starting to be uh, sensitive to any kind of uh, signals pointing to recession. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of wrap up uh, our overview of the market, we can take a look at KRE. Uh, as I mentioned, I mean, this is the, the, the Russell 2000 has definitely been hit harder because of this exposure to the regional banks. Um, this just certainly seems like it's still on a downtrend. It barely avoided another five five day losing streak. It was it was set to have a, the worst close since late 2020. It did bounce back a little bit, but it drip, drip, dripped, and you know you could sort of like a waterfall. It could get be getting close to the waterfall kind of thing again. We had these waterfall sell-offs, start, start, starts, and then boom, start, start, starts, boom, and so you could have that again. Uh, you know there was Pack West earlier in the week yeah. that you know that dropped, and so it doesn't even look that big on this chart. It's had so many big drops, but it was down 23% on Thursday. Uh, so that's something that's still out there that could really hit the market. Mm-hmm. And then what about chips? Uh, often we look at SMH, which is the Vanex Semiconductor ETF. Uh, this seems like it's getting a little bit stuck below that 50-day moving average line. Yeah, I mean, some are setting up again. So there's definitely things in there to be paying attention to. But even areas where there just seem to be broad sector strength, it's just not. It's everything, you know, it's it's a stock picker's market. It's not, you know, and within sectors too, you can find here and there or things setting up. And we're going to look at one that sort of is trying but it's it's just it's just tricky. Definitely, this would be a bad sign. You really want to get this one moving because that was one of the great parts about the early 2023 market is because if chips are working, that's yeah. a really good sign for the tech, for broad market, and and it's in everything, autos and everything. Everything has chips in it. So if chips are doing well, that's a very good sign for the market. And then finally, uh, software IGV, uh, which is just another kind of take a look at the the, the tech area. This is iShares, um, an iShares ETF. Microsoft, a big big weighting here. Um, how's this looking to you? Well, this one this one actually did pretty well. Yeah, backed off. Uh, Microsoft and CRM, Salesforce are mm-hmm. two big weights, and so that that was part of the reason why they did well. But there was a lot of strength in software, so that was part of some of that was beaten down stuff. Not necessarily things that you'd be wanting to buy right now. But it was nice that one area of tech was was doing well. Yeah. And it's also worth noting that we are kind of on the tail end of earnings season where, you know, a lot of that is is behind us. Um, 
any any kind of thoughts on just how that played out? I mean, it seemed like you either won big or lost big for a lot of these stocks. It really, it really was. And it was, it, and that was part of it. You saw these 15, 20% gains, most of which actually held up. I mean, some of them gave up, but a lot of them really did work. It was, they were, you know, then you saw a lot of 15, 20% losers, including a bunch that had been setting up. They were like yeah. right around buy points. It wasn't just some loser stock that sold off or some super extended stock. They were right around buy points and then bam. So that was tough for uh, people who were holding into earnings. Uh, and there just weren't many stocks that went rallied 3%, 5% on earnings, moving through buy points safely, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And it just, that again, made it tough, even though you'd say, oh, on average, stocks did this. But, you know, there weren't many average stocks, it seemed like, in earnings season. Yeah. And I feel like with a lot of those that, you know, as you said, they were setting up and then had... Uh, a tough reaction to earnings. I mean, it's not like there was something you could point to and say, oh, well, that was obviously going to happen. It, it looked fine until it didn't. Um, so let, let's take a look at some of the stocks uh, that you had on your radar. And we can start with on semiconductor. We just looked at the semiconductor ETF. And, you know, whereas that's below the 50 day moving average line, on semiconductor at least is above its 50 day moving average line. Earnings are behind it, and uh, it had a nice reaction to earnings. And this is one that seems like it's just kind of quieted down since then. Yeah, relatively on semi seems to have tightened up a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't call this yeah, tight relatively. action, <laughs> but it's not the kind of wild and whippy action that we often see. So it sort of almost had a handled, but then came through it today at the morning, you know, just looking uh, at a, this is a 10 minute chart, but you can sort of see how it went up and then quickly went down. But it did rebound, rallied into the close as the market did. Uh, this seems like an area or right around here where you can sort of see this as a as a sort of an early entry still near the 50-day line. Uh, but, you know, clearing that resistance, it didn't, you know, so if it could get up there, that could still definitely work. That's probably a much safer place to enter it than trying to wait for an actual um, breakout because you can see from its history, it has a tendency to break out and make some big moves, but then go way back into the prior base. So yeah. anybody trying to buy, even early buy points have struggled to be to be quite clear. If you bought here, you got undercut. If you, you know, if you bought here, you got undercut. So it's not a guarantee that you can write it out, but definitely if you're gonna play something like this, it would seem like early entries would be the way to go. Yeah, and that's the case with a lot of stocks. Um, so uh, taking a look over at Kinsale, now this is in the insurance area. Um, you know, and and there have been a few of these insurance stocks that seem like they've been working out okay. Um, one that doesn't, I mean, if you take a step back on the weekly chart, uh, this is one that, uh, you know, we, we kind of use the stair stepper. Uh, it seems to very much like on, you know, kind of mm -hmm. go up a little bit, then base again, go up a little bit, then base again. Um, how do you think this stands now? Is it eventually one of these going to work for a bigger move? I mean, maybe eventually it will, but yeah, that is definitely a risk. And I, uh, and you can see how it's it's hit resistance a bunch of times. Like it, it it first cleared the buy point back on April 24th, and here we are. It's still not quite getting there. I think it's only closed above the buy point one time. So mm -hmm. uh, it has have a it has been finding support at the 21 day line for several weeks, including in this quasi area. Um, so this could definitely work. It does have strong numbers. This isn't a boring you know, 8% EPS growth company right now. It's showing yeah. really strong growth. This is accelerating growth in here. Yeah, maybe that'll be temporary, but look for the year, they're expecting strong growth and then solid growth again. It's not just an easy comparison type of situation. So um, I'll take 50% I'll take EPS growth from any company. It doesn't have to be a chip company or a, or mm -hmm. internet company. Uh, so 
that one could definitely work, but you don't know. I think that's definitely the character. It's also the character of the market. You know, the relative strength line has done reasonably well. It's just choppy, just like the stock. So, um, you know, this is one like uh, that maybe where you take partial profits if it does break out because you want to lock in some gains. Yeah. And I mean, again, those numbers can't, it can't be understated how powerful those are. I mean, we're seeing estimates, a lot of red in those numbers. And the fact that this is still getting double digits in the, uh, in the estimates, as well as look, you know, a 45% annual growth rate is nothing to sneeze at. And if you go to the weekly chart, you can see that the stability on this is um, the earning stability is a nine, which again, the lower number here is more stable. So having that high of a growth rate with that stable of a number is, is pretty, pretty impressive. I believe this is on long-term leaders as well. And while I had right. this big drop, sort of unusual action here, there was obviously, there were some things happening in 2020, 2021 yeah. <laughs> that were all unusual. But other than that, it's had a pretty strong record of growth. This is not, again, not just a, wow, this is a nice fluke. Kinsale's actually done very well since coming public. Yeah, it's certainly uh, hard hard to hold long-term leaders when you've got a uh, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic, uh, you know, that you're dealing with. Um, and let's go ahead and flip over to Trade Desk. Um, you know, uh, Trade Desk and, and Double Verify were two stocks that we've been talking about on IBD Live this week. Um, looks like this is tightening up, you know, quite a bit for Trade Desk. Uh, what's what's your take here, Ed? Yeah, it was disappointing. I mean, in the, it did have some wild action yesterday. It was like, well, it was, t you know, we had this uh, action where it broke out, but then immediately came down. Yeah came all the way down to the 50 line, it did recover. So you could say, okay, that's not great, but, you know, maybe. Uh, but then today it fell further. And it's not necessarily broken. It's probably, you know, you could probably still consider this buy area, um, you know, still valid, either this area or, or use this as a handle um, or just, a, you know, just below 66. But it's disappointing. And this makes it so hard because it looked strong initially. So mm -hmm. there's no reason why you wait a few minutes. If you waited a few minutes, you would have probably never gotten into this one on Thursday. But if you did, you know, and there's other cases that uh, for stocks that rose later in the day and then would sell off. This is just this is part of what's difficult with the market. You don't have these nice 4% rally, you know, EPS gain, you know, gains, not EPS gains, but stock gains. Now you have these kind of going into the buy zones and you think that they're actionable and then they reverse lower. Some of them may work, but some of them may not. And it's just, you know, there's not uh, not a great situation. Not, not a great uh, choices to make. Yeah. And, and and I guess that's the hardest part about this market is, um, I mean, I feel like you've said kind of a similar thing for a lot of this, this show here. Uh, it, it may work. It may not. It just seems like there's no edge, right? It's it's like it's, it's yes. almost a little bit more of a coin flip than, oh, here's here's something where you've you've got an edge. Um, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but we at least usually like the odds to be in our favor. And it just doesn't seem like the kind of market where uh, that those odds in our favor are happening as much. Yeah, choppy sideways markets, and which is that's what we're in. I mean, let's face it, that's what we've been in for the last several weeks. Those are some of the worst because it, it, it's just good enough to get you in, yeah. Um, but then chops you up, as you said on IVD Live earlier. Bad markets, you know, to stay in cash. There's mm -hmm. no, you know, that good markets, you can make money. These markets are 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 the toughest for investors. Mm -hmm. So now we did go to. Um... You know, uptrend resumes uh, for, for for the big picture this week. That was a little bit earlier when the indexes were looking a little bit stronger. So, um, 
what what's with all the shifting and and what should what should people be doing with their portfolios well i, I think we left the uh the weighting i'm not sure was it like a 2040 or 4060 uh, yeah, it's definitely waiting. still a lot of cash. <laughs> a lot of cash, still a lot yeah. of cash. And we did it because, look, the NASDAQ did hit a new high. All right. It mm-hmm. did it did do that. And the market looked better on Wednesday. So we we had to go that. But we tried to put a lot of caveats. I mean, yeah. there is just a – this is like you talked about. This is like a B-team market rally. It's not uh, – and with a lot of – you know – not crazy divergence, but you know a little bit divergence between the certainly between the mega caps and elsewhere. So I, you know, investors probably shouldn't be uh, increasing exposure much. Look, if you decide to nibble on some stocks and those stocks are those that work out or they gap up or something, great, great. Um, you know that that can work, but uh, definitely have exit strategies in place uh, and you know still have mostly in cash. So, you know, and, and let the market and let your portfolio tell you if you should be adding to that. And I don't think for most people, they've, there'd be a lot of reasons to be adding. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Using your portfolio as a feedback mechanism. Look, if you're doing great, uh, you can add more exposure. But if, if you're not doing well, there's no reason to put uh, good money after bad. So, um, well, hey, thanks a lot for all of that analysis, Ed, as always. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. We're going to start up on Monday, right in the morning on IBD Live, 10 minutes before the market opens. So that's going to be 6.20 Pacific time, 9.20 Eastern time. And we'll do an analysis for about the first uh, hour and a half of the, the market action. So hope you join us for that at www.investors.com slash IBD Live. And we'll see you back here on Monday after the close. Thanks for watching. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.